Welcome to What You're Drinking with your host, Chris Doyle. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of What You're Drinking. I've been gone for a couple of months of a hiatus, took a little break from doing the podcast, it only just got started and things got in the way, life gets in the way sometimes, you have to take a step back and and readjust things, but back on track now, going to try and start this up again and get shows out on a regular basis. This is the first show back, as I say, and on this show, I'm literally just about to watch the AEW Dynamite show. On Wednesday night, they fall out from the Revolution pay-per-view, so I'll be giving my thoughts on that. Also going to look forward towards the UFC 248 card this Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday morning here in Australia, so I'll look into that. And then, before we go, I'm going to touch on the coronavirus epidemic and the toilet roll shortage in Australia that's going on. The ridiculousness of that. We'll touch on that before. Also, a little change to the podcast is I won't be doing video podcasts as often. I'm going to try and keep this to an audio version, which you can download on all the podcasts, um, podcast places where you usually download from. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, all those good ones. You can get the podcast from there, but going to mainly stick to audio from that going forward. We'll occasionally do some video um, video shows for YouTube, mainly interviews and things like that. And if I feel like putting out um, the odd video, I will. Also do my computer streams, the UFC games and stuff. I'll play them online still on the YouTube channel. So little bit of an experiment and playing around with the podcast, but we'll see how it all turns out. I thank you once again for joining me for this, and sit tight, and I'll be right back after this to talk AEW Dynamite. Hi everyone, I'm back, and I'm here to talk about the AEW episode of Dynamite this week. The show opens up with the opening promo from Moxley. He comes to the ring through the crowd as always, soaking in the adulation from the fans with his new AEW championship round his arm. Enters the ring, delivers a promo. Thought it was a great promo, great passionate promo was everything that it needed to be it was you know how he done it for all the fans and everything it was it was the perfect sort of babyface promo after a new champion wins the title so all that was good next thing he's interrupted by the the inner circle and jericho where they introduced the i don't know if it was i don't know if it was um announced beforehand or not but the they brought it to our attention that the main event of the evening was going to be Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Moxley and Darby Allen in a tag team match. But they added the stipulation that if Moxley 
isn't standing on his feet or has to be carried out at the end of the night that Jericho would leave and take a 60 day absence leave of absence from the company so automatically this had me thinking of all the the rumors and things you see online about how Jericho needed to take time off for his his upcoming fuzzy tour so obviously that was the the thought and the the first thing that popped into my head that that's the direction they may be going but overall i really enjoyed it i thought it was a perfect perfect promo good opening to the show um yeah it was great real pros in there jericho was awesome and uh yeah moxley was good too opening match of the show was scu versus or sorry scu and colt cabana versus dark order this was a really good solid match. I actually really enjoyed this match. Uh, the only guy that sort of looked out of place in that match for me was Evil Uno. Um, I don't know how everybody else, you guys feel about him, but um, for me, he looks a bit, bit, um, a bit dumpy and a bit clumsy in the ring. You know, he doesn't. He's not as smooth as the other ones. You know, the three other Dark Order guys, they were all good. I didn't see any problems with them. SEU are obviously veterans. And uh, Coco Cabana was good too, but I thought Evil Uno looked kind of kind of clumsy out there. In fact, the worst, and he wasn't even the worst part of the match, the worst part of this match for me was JR in commentary. I don't know what he was talking about. He was talking absolute rubbish on the, on the um, commentary booth, but... He did get a bit better throughout the show for me. I sort of, I don't know if he got better or if I just got used to listening to him. But um, this was he was bad. He was terrible in this one. At the end of the match, um, SCU Cole Cabana get the win. I thought it was going to be dark order. I thought we were leading towards the exalted one being um, revealed or. You know, with all the rumours, everybody knows Matt Hardy, free agent now. Is he going to be the exalted one? Um, I don't know. It didn't happen. <laughs> I really thought it would happen in this show. It was one of the most... Um, the most... The most exciting things that I was really looking forward to going into the show. I thought we might find out who the exalted one would be. Um, but... We can wait. We can wait a little bit longer. No harm done. I'm thinking, and this is this is a pretty um, popular opinion. I think. I think the exalted one may actually be Luke Harper. I think that may be the route they go, and I think Matt Hardy maybe if he comes in, he might feud with this gang because as I go through the show, you're seeing. We seem to be getting into a bit of a gang wars thing. Everybody sort of has their own little faction, and they're a trio group or a four group. Um, that kind of seems to be the way they're going. Everybody sort of has their own group. So I wonder if Matt Hardy comes in, if he would do something totally different than Dark Order, and maybe Luke Harper could slide into the Dark uh, Dark Order role. As I'm talking about this as well, we've also got the um, arrival of Lance Archer coming in. I thought he was advertised for this show, but he doesn't appear. 
So again, he is another option who could go into that role. Um, but I guess we're just going to have to have to see how that plays out. Next up was Big Swole versus Levi Bates. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't have much of an opinion on this. It was I didn't think the little amount of time that it went on for. I didn't think it was very good. I thought I don't think Big Swole is kind of ready for this. I don't know how long she's been working. I know I've seen Levi Bates before. I know she's quite a good wrestler. She's obviously experienced, so. I'm just glad it was quick. I'm just glad this one was over quick. The women, they 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 got their face out there. You know, get some bit of air time, but it was what it needed to be. A couple of minutes in and out. You know, get big swole over. If that's who you're pushing, so yeah, don't waste too much time. No need for a for a five ten minute match here. So glad it was quick. Then move on to Cody coming out before the break and then ready to cut a promo in the ring. He's got his suit on. He's in his, you know, I call it the corporate Cody look, you know. But I suppose it's his out-of-ring look, really, but with a long sort of trench coat and three-piece suit on. But he comes in, starts cutting a promo. And next thing, the music starts. And it's Jake the Snake Roberts. I was absolutely on my feet for this i love jake the snake in fact I, I just went to see him maybe about three weeks ago he was in perth doing um an australian tour obviously all over australia but he had a show in perth and i went and seen him met him got some photographs with him he was a great guy really nice good to talk to um it was really awesome experience meeting him and i'm glad to see him See him back on, on my TV screen. Not only that, what a fucking promo. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was well one of the best promos in the show. There's another one a bit later that was pretty good too. But in front of the live crowd, the energy, what he said, the venom, no pun intended, the venom. Um but I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. Loved it. Loved seeing him. Probably a bit of bias on my part that I'm a big Jake the Snake uh, Roberts fan. Um, I was a little bit thrown off. I, I would have probably enjoyed it a little bit better. But I did see a sort of half spoiler earlier in the day. I sort of just looked at my phone and a podcast, new podcast popped into my feed, and it was. Um, an AEW review and the headline was um, Snake what was it Snake Snake in the Grass and then I said oh Snake and I, gotta be Jake the Snake oh is he gonna be the exalted one is the first thing that popped into my head but um, I thought this was a perfect place for him and he also claimed he's got a client ready to come and compete with compete with uh, Cody so then, again, we're thinking, who's that going to be? Is Luke Harper going to slide in there? Matt Hardy, Lance Archer, or somebody else that we don't know that is signed? Again, another good storyline, something to look forward to. Enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. 
Next up, Chuck Taylor versus Pac. 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 Not Pac anymore. It's Pac, isn't it? I kind of zoned out during this match. I wasn't really invested in it, in the characters. I liked the angle at the end. I liked, you know, Orange Cassidy coming in after their match at Revolution to sort of have another go at Pac. And then the Lucha Bros coming out and then seem seemingly forming a new faction called Death Triangle. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a long-term thing or not, but they obviously formed some sort of alliance and that seems to be the route they're taking. So another angle. I'm glad that it's everything seems to be storyline development, which is good, which you need after a big show if you're setting up new storylines and stuff. So... It was what it needed to be, and it was good. It was enjoyable. Kind of zoned out of the match, but liked the angle afterwards. Next up, QT Marshall and Jake Hager. I don't know if it was a bit of um, tiredness on my part. It's been a long day for me. Day of work, coming back to watch this. The show does... No, it's unfair to say that it drags on it. It... um, as it gets later, I'm basically getting tired, but I wasn't totally invested in the match. But again, it was a short one, which was good. And again, we get to get an angle. Cody came back out. We got one buck coming out. Then we get Adam Page coming out. Kind of, <laughs> I thought a bit of a half stagger to the ring as he's having his beer. Bit of a melee. Page saves the day. That buckshot lariat is a thing of beauty I think the way he hits it the way he flips in bang it's awesome and then jumps out and has a few beers with the fans and I, I'm really liking Adam Adam Page I'll, I'll, maybe it's because I'm a bit of a piss head as well and I like my booze but um, yeah I like him and uh, again that buckshot lariat is awesome so that'll get him over alone I think but yeah Again, another good angle, more storyline development, and that's what I like, and that's what I enjoyed. This was the next, the next promo I'm going to talk about was the other awesome promo on the show. It was short. It was a video promo, I don't backstage, or you couldn't really see. It was in a dark room, but MJF cuts an awesome promo, claiming that he's going for the title. That's his next thing in sight. He'll be aiming for Moxley. It doesn't matter who he's going to go through. Throws a bit of shade on Cody about his silly looking neck tattoo. It was really, the guy's fantastic on the mic. He's the best promo in AEW, I would say, in pro wrestling, probably at the minute. I loved it. He's fantastic. And I, he's got to match him and um, Butcher and the Blade are teaming up next week against uh, Jungle Express. So, So that'll be good. I look forward to seeing it. I'd like to see a bit more of MJF. But they're slowly building him. I get it. It's a slow build. This promo on this show was perfect. All we needed to see. And he's 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 top class. The thing I really noticed in this episode, I'm watching this on the Fight TV app. So um, everything, I'm just watching through the commercial breaks and everything. But I did notice that the way they were shooting the show... They weren't showing the hard camera side, and you could really notice it in this side. That, or sorry, during this commercial break on the fight app, that um, that side of the the arena seemed to be quite quite empty. But 
you know, it's no big deal. That's what every wrestling show does. You have to shoot it, make it look good for TV. But I thought, and even during the show, you could notice that every time the camera sort of almost panned that way with the handhelds in the ring, they sort of always cut back to the to the hard camera. It's no big deal. Everybody does it, like I said. Just bringing up the fact that I thought it was quite noticeable on this episode. Then we move into the main event. It's Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus uh, Mox and Darby Allen. So the inner circle, they jump Mox, Moxley before the main event. I think the way they'd done it was very, very cool, very creative. You know, Moxley comes through the crowd. That's his entrance. Stands as he usually does. Poses at a certain point. Just, you know, not the bleachers, but I guess you could call them bleachers, but the at the risen seats, you know. And then just behind him, there's a couple of guys in lucha masks. Bang, they jump him. Brilliant. I've never seen that before. I don't think they ever done anything like that in WWE with a shield. I thought it was very creative, very good, cool way to do it. And, uh, yeah, it was really good. Then the beatdown happened out in, uh, out in the lobby and uh, left Darby Allen to face the guys by himself. Great showing from Darby Allen. Sort of from here, you knew what was go- you knew the not the outcome, but what was going to happen. You knew that Darby Allen would get beat down, big comeback, look good, get beat, and then probably waiting for Moxley to come back. And that's exactly what happened. I was sort of waiting for the for the post match angle during this one, and then it happened, and then Mox came back, and you know. They have the bit of a melee, but Inner Circle get the upper hand, bring them up to the stage, powerbomb through, you know, off the stage through the tables and the equipment, and they go off the air. And I thought it was great. Perfect. It's kind of, and what I really liked is the fact that they threw in the 60-day sabbatical that Jericho was going to take, because immediately, you know, everybody's pro wrestling brain pops in oh well it's an angle that he needs to be wrote off for 60 days he's leaving he's doing his fuzzy tour you know it's a perfect reason to get rid of jericho but that's the exact reason they threw that in to throw us all off course because he we all knew know he's got this fuzzy tour coming up so they threw that in knowing that nah he ain't going nowhere he's hanging around his schedule's I don't think he's going to miss that many dynamites, really. I don't know how many Fozzie concerts happen, you know, midweek. But um, it was really good. And like I say, I like how they throw that in to throw us off course. And Moxley ends up on through the table and then he'll be looking for revenge next week, I'm sure. But overall, overall, it was a really, really good episode of Dynamite. Dynamite is quickly becoming my favorite wrestling show um i don't watch a lot anymore i've really taken a step back from watching wrestling so this is slowly becoming back on my weekly schedule so i'm enjoying it and this one was perfect i'm definitely going to hang around if i get to see a bit more jake in the upcoming weeks see a bit more of mjf and um see the adam page thing has me intrigued as well so 
let's see where they go next week and see how everything pans out. Catches in the next segment. Welcome back, everybody. Moving on from the AEW review, I'm going to talk very quickly. Very, I'm going to keep this pretty brief. Um, the UFC 248 coming up this weekend from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. I'm really looking forward to this one. Not going to watch the whole card. It's really a, a two-fight card for me. I'm interested to watch the women's strawweight um, title match with Willie Zhang versus Joanna Georgiecek. <laughs> I always mess up her surname. It's a tough one. So the pole takes on the Chinese champion. Um, this one, uh, I'm not sure which way this one's going to go. You know, Willie Zhang has only had a three maybe four fights in the ufc i've seen her once i think a pretty impressive um um knockout win pretty short as was her title win actually but um i, I missed the title win but joanna is a veteran of the game veteran ufc fighter she's had a few losses but come back strong i don't really want to make a prediction on this one if i had to I'm going to go towards Ioana because I'm more familiar with her. She's a beast in the in the cage, and I, I'm a fan of hers. But I'm in, I'm I'm looking forward to checking out Willie Zhang and 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 checking out this fight. I think it's going to be a, a top match, and I don't mind which way it goes. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. The big one is the main event though, Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. For the uh, UFC middleweight championship. This one is interesting. It could go either way. The one thing. I'm, I'm pretty confident about. I don't think Israel. Is going to knock out Yoel Romero. Like he's done so many people. Yoel Romero is made of iron. He's made of pure steel. He's rock solid. He is a top-of-the-range wrestler, beast in the cage. I I can't see any way of Israel knocking him out. He's going to hit him. He's going to tag him, but Yoel walks through those things. If Yoel can take him down, maybe win rounds, but take downs, a bit of mauling, tire Israel out, and then go for it, that's the way I see this fight going. And I th the only thing is, Romero's a bit of a slow starter. The first couple of rounds, if 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 Israel starts finding some range, he might trouble you well. Maybe keep that keep that distance, outscore him, outpoint him. You well can't get close enough to get any takedowns. But I don't think it's going to go that way. I think you well will find his way into the fight. He'll get the takedowns. He'll get the decision or maybe even finish this before it gets to the judges. But I'm looking forward to it. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome fight. Um, back whenever you um, Israel won the won the title or the interim title, 
against Kevin Gastelum, the same style of fighter, a wrestler with good punching power. Gastelum gave Israel a lot of trouble in that fight. That was two all going into the last round um, before Israel won it. And Yoel, I think, is just a level above Kevin Gastelum. So I'm tipping Yoel for this one, but it would not surprise me either. Israel's such a phenomenal striker as well. So I think we're just in for one hell of a of a double main event. So I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait to watch it. So the coronavirus finally hit Australia. I don't know how many cases out there, but quite a few from what I believe, enough to make it um, newsworthy, make it um, make it so extreme that people are running out to the to the stores and the supermarkets and they're buying up all the toilet paper they can get their hands on. It is absolutely ridiculous. I do not understand it at all. The little that I know, I don't know why. I have no idea why they're stockpiling toilet roll. I don't know why everybody's going out, emptying the shelves, um, fighting at tills, fighting in aisles to grab the last packets of toilet paper. Maybe there's a really good explanation for this. Maybe, you know, supplies from China, because everything's made in China, basically, that's here. So maybe supplies coming into the country are running out and you're not going to be able to get toilet paper in a couple of weeks or something but really is it that extreme that we need to fight with each other in the sh- in the supermarket in the store that we need to stockpile fill a room in our house full of toilet paper how often do you people shit Surely you can make to- we can make toilet paper here in Australia. We're bound to have the resources to do it. Um, at the end of the day, it's toilet paper. You do a shit. You need to clean your ass. It's not that hard. You know, there's other options than toilet paper. Worst case scenario, I know it's quite disgusting, but... If there was toilet paper was not invented, never invented, was not in this world, you could wipe your arse with a different material, clean your backside, you know, soap and water the old-fashioned way, and then you clean the piece of material, the cloth. You put it in the wash, you clean it straight away. There's such thing, babies, kids... Some families choose to use cloth nappies, you know, not the disposable ones that most people use that we use in our own house. There are families that rather use cloth nappies. So they put the baby in the cloth nappy, they do the shit, they clean it out and reuse it again, saving the environment and all that stuff. So really do we need to cause all this panic over fucking toilet paper? And I don't think this is actually just a problem in Australia. From what I've read, looking at it, it's all over the world. The UK, I think even America people are doing this. Is this just social media? Is this just news 
gone mad you know the viral sensation just gone mad and people have just bought into it are people really that stupid i had more hope in humanity i had more hope that we were as a people were smarter than that but i guess not unless the coronavirus causes extreme violent diarrhea that you'll be leaking from your arse 24-7, I don't think all this toilet paper pandemonium is very necessary. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed the kind of new layout of the show. I am a bit rusty. Um, I've been out of practice from doing this for quite a while, trying to find my feet again, so please bear with me. You know the podcast can be found on all the platforms as stated, as stated before. Um, check me out on YouTube and on don't forget to look me up on Twitter at what you drinking on Twitter and uh, send me a message. Let me know you're listening. Look forward to hearing from you. Give me your thoughts. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. And hopefully, hopefully I can dust the cobwebs off and get a little bit better. And and um, you keep listening and enjoying the show. And I thank you and I thank you all for listening. Cheers. I'll catch you. Oh! <laughs>